Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather, and uh, I've got some news and views for you from a West Texans biblical point of view. One you're going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome, welcome. It is Sunday, March the 12th. March the 12th on a Sunday afternoon in lovely, balmy, uh, freezing cold, actually, Texas. <laughs> it is March, and now uh, it's supposed to be really nice today. Uh, it's going to be beautiful uh, from what they said. And then, boom, you know, God had other plans, and now it's like 40 some degrees outside. And that's okay. We'll take that. Um, anyway, I hope you guys were in uh, the house of the Lord today. I hope you were able to go to your home church and spend time in fellowship with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I hope so. I did. And I'll tell you what, that is absolutely edifying, uplifting, and encouraging uh, when you get to spend time with your brothers and sisters. Which brings me to a point. Have you guys ever been offended? Have you ever been offended by another sister or brother in Christ? I know we probably all have, right? And so I'm going to share a story with you guys. And I'm not going to name any names or anything like that. Um, but back during COVID, when we were all doing, um, you know, church from home and we were all gathering other churches from different parts of the United States and maybe you other guys in the other part of the world, maybe other parts of the world, right? Well, I was a part of a ladies group and we were, you know, spread out across the country. And, um, you know, along these lines, you know, you form, uh, you form bonds with each other sometimes and sometimes you don't. Uh, well, of course, you know, one of the ladies, you know, we would text back and forth and do stuff like that. Well, she was increasingly spiteful, critical, judgmental, and hateful, okay? And it was just like little digs here and there, kind of hurtful digs, um, and just, you know, just little things like that. I don't know if you guys have ever met anybody like that. I'm sure you probably have somebody in your life who's like that, right? And, uh, you know, of course, I was like, uh, at first, I was angry and offended. This was a couple of years, almost three years ago. And I was like, you know, and I was like, well, no, as a Christian, we're not to be offended. I shouldn't be like this. You know, I kept thinking, well, maybe it's me. You know, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm reading this wrong. And so I reached out to um, an older sister in Christ, a couple of them, and a younger sister in Christ. And so I visited with them about it. And, uh, you know, we all come, you know, a couple of us come together and we prayed about it and talked about it. And they said, no, Heather, it's not you. And I even talked to my brother. I'm like, hey, big bro, you know, what do you think? And so every time I come across something like that, and I'm struggling, you know, with like an issue with that or whatever. I always reach out to my uh, close network of Christian sisters. And if you're a lady out there, you really need a close network of older, wiser, or even younger, wiser Christian women in the walk. And if you're men, you need a network of older, wiser men and maybe even younger men who are strong in their walk with the Lord because we need to uphold each other, encourage each other. And not only that, but to disciple one another, to teach one another, right? And so we always uh, want to do that. So if you're ever struggling with your walk like I was and is today, I am today, I always reach out to my brothers and sisters in Christ. And of course, I always reach out to my Heavenly Father first. I pray about it first. And so um, if you guys are part of um, Sunrise Bible Chapel, or I'm sorry, Sunrise Bible Church, uh, Pastor Billy Crone's Church, if you've done the online classes, whatever, uh, and you become an, an online member, I highly suggest you do if you haven't, but I, I really think you should. And um, they send out these emails 
and um, loads and loads and loads of worthwhile, knowledgeable information um, from medical to like just whatever's going on, spiritual battles, all kinds of stuff, right? Well, I got one last Sunday and I was like, oh, this is a great email, you know? And I was like, you know, if you're like me, I don't always read all my emails, you know, that I'm like, I'll tell you, I'm busy. I have things going on. I have a life. I work. I own a small business and I work. So I've always got something, lots of stuff going on. Plus I'm working on a book and I do the pot. I always have something going on, right? So I don't always get to check my personal email. Now, now my website email and my Podbean, I check those regularly because those will come straight to my phone. But my personal email, I don't check very often you know unless I'm expecting something and I'll usually check it on you know Saturday ish Saturday not Sunday ish morning because I know that you know Sunrise Bible Church is going to send out emails right and so I usually try to stay on top of those because I like that information and so anyway I received this email I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna forward. So I forwarded it to this lady, and also forwarded it to several other folks, you know, that I know would um, get interest from this and gain some knowledge. And there's some stuff that they might want to know about, right? And uh, so I received an email back, you know, um, you know, uh, thanks. Already get that, you know, but thanks for thinking of me with a little smiley face. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sweet. So she, you know, understood. Hey, I'm just you know trying to keep you prized. I was pretty sure you got it, but you know, sometimes we miss these things, right? And so I received another email. I believe it was yesterday. I don't know because I was checking the emails to see what this other email had come through. And it was a very snide remark. And um, I was like, I was taken aback by it. And I was kind of, you know, it was late last night. And I was like, you know, well, that was kind of a hateful thing to say. Well, you know, the accusatory, you know, thing to say. Why would you accuse somebody, you know, because I'm hateful like that, you know. But then it dawned on me. I'm like, I remember why I quit talking to this person. And so sometimes you just have to cut people off, right? You, for your own walk with Christ, you have to make these decisions. And so I made that decision like a year and a half, maybe two years ago um, because of the same situation. And so I made that decision. I just didn't email back. I didn't, you know, whatever. I didn't text back. Like, you know, however that stuff goes, you know, you got to make those, you got to pray about it, make the decision. That's when I reached out to my sisters, you know, Christ and I spoke with them and, and I said, you know what, my brother and all that stuff. And they said, no, you're doing the right thing. You need to, you know, protect your walk with Christ. I said, great. So the same thing happened again. And so uh, I received this email and I'm like, and very, oh, so you're doing this, you know, just very hateful, right? And, um, and so I just sent an email back saying, hey, uh, you know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to pray for your family and I'll pray that they get saved. And, um, you know, but I think uh, for, you know, for me, I said, I'm just gonna, I'm not going to email you anymore. I would ask that you don't email me anymore. Um, I'm going to go ahead and you just go ahead and block your email. I said, because, um, you know, I, I, to me in my personal walk with Christ, um, this is, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't need to be in this situation. And so, you know, I blocked the email and then of course I just had to be perusing through my trash, you know, that goes in your email and then boom, there it was. I'm like, Oh, I knew it. You know, I knew it. And so she goes, well, that's pretty extreme coming from a professing Christian, you know, and this kind of thing. So it was like very hateful, um, things right and so I sent her an email back and I'm not angry you guys I'm not angry at all um you know because if you know when you pray about these things your anger leaves right your anger leaves the Holy Spirit's like hey 
we need to love one another because you're going to spend eternity with your sister in Christ. <laughs> so, you know, they're like, we'll spend eternity. Maybe she'll be on one side of the world and I will be on the other side of the world. <laughs> but we're going to spend it. And I'm sure in some millennia we will cross paths, you know, but no, I'm just, I'm just kidding with that. But I do love her. I love her as a sister in Christ. I do. But like I said, I just emailed her back and I said, look, I said, it's your hateful snide remarks, you know, like the one you're saying you're a prof- you're, oh, you call yourself a professing Christian, you know, and I said, that's why I stopped talking to you a couple years ago. And then, of course, I was like, I said, well, you know, maybe she changed. And so when she emailed me, I don't email back, uh, not lengthy. I was like, oh, hey, you know, whatever. I do email her back and you learn I'm praying for her. And so, of course, after all this, I just sent her that email back. I said, this is why I stopped talking to you a couple years ago because of your hateful, critical, snide remarks, you know. And I said, to protect my walk with Christ and to not be offended for me is better to you know end everything and just not talk with you anymore not converse and not have an email or anything like that I said uh, along those lines and so anyway for me personally and if you're out there in this situation too and somebody is being like that to you they are being hateful and critical or like whatever to you you don't have to put up with that I just want you to know Um, if you're in that situation, please do not feel guilted or guilt tripped or whatever that you have to continue to put up with that because you are a professing Christian and you think like I need to, you know, no, not at all. You know, I've been reading a lot in the Bible because of all of this about what it says to be offended. Of course, Pastor Brett Meter was talking about that today. Um, on Athy Creek, as we're as he's you know going through Matthew twenty six, because if you follow along on Wednesdays, he goes word by word, verse by verse through the Bible, and he goes, I got to got to speed this up a little bit. And so um, we went ahead and brought in. Uh, he brought Matthew uh, twenty six. We finished that up again today, but you know the word offended, and so he talked about that. And I go back and I read uh, in Luke, I believe it is where he talks about don't take offense or don't offend one of these little ones, or like well, don't cause a stumbling block basically is what it is so if you're causing someone to take offense like that or you're putting that stumbling block in their way you know jesus says you know you don't want to do that and so like i always say for me better in my walk is hey man i'm just going to focus on my walk with the lord you know my personal walk because am i perfect absolutely not (laughs) i share with you guys my struggles all the time and this was a struggle for me because did i get offended last night i did i got offended um it was right before i went to bed too because you know that's the worst thing you don't want to do that (laughs) but did it last long no no it didn't last long I wasn't like, oh my gosh, angry, you know, like, how could you, you know, no, I didn't. I just took it from with a grain of salt and where it came from. And I said, this is why. And I remembered, you know, the Holy Spirit will tell you, like, I remember this is why I stopped talking to that individual um, a couple years ago. And so can we give people second chances? Absolutely. Can we give them third chances? Absolutely. Remember, Jesus says, forgive 70 times seven um do i forgive her absolutely i forgive her do i love her as a sister in christ absolutely will i pray for her you better believe i will um but will i converse with her no i will not i will not not this side of heaven you know um so you have to draw the line somewhere but now if we didn't forgive somebody and we held on to that offense and we became angry and we let it eat at us and eat at us and eat now that is sinful but i think in order um yeah like they say um if you have a of a sinful thought and it kind of fleets in and out and then you're like whoo you know but 
it's one thing if the bird does that, but if it's another thing if the if the bird like lands on your head and builds a nest. You know, have y'all kind of heard that thing? So it's the one thing if you have that offense like right away and you're like, oh, you know, but then you're like, oh, and then you pray about it and ask forgiveness about it, and then you know, uh, go to the Lord in prayer, like, how can I handle this, right? So I think that's different than hanging on to that offense and being angry and let, you know what I mean? And just letting it fester. He's like festering. You think of a festering wound, like pus filled and just, you know, infectious and just, yeah, you know, well, we don't want that. And so I wanted to open up this program with that uh, today because I know there's a lot of people that may struggle with that. I, you know, um, a lot of people may think like they're obligated because they are a professing Christian that they have to be treated like that. I'm just going to let you know you don't have to be treated like that. Now, do you become angry at those people? And No, absolutely not. Love does not become angry, right? You know, love is, um, Jesus told us, I think it's in um, uh, 1 Corinthians, I believe, is it chapter 13? So 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the greatest gift. So though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. And whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we both impart and for we both, I'm sorry, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. And the greatest of these is love. And so always want to go back to the Bible for any questions that you have, any feelings you have, because the word of God is going to tell you. And so one thing I did want to say, if you have the Olive Tree Bible software on your computer, you can type in a word and it's going to pull up everything that it has to say on that word. And so I thought about this and, um, you know, it says like, okay, so this, this is Acts 24, 16. And it says, this being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and man. And so when you think about that, uh, just keep it in mind, you know, if you're out walking around, but to me, so what I do is I pray about things and then I just drop it. I go on. You don't want to hold on to any. You don't want to hold on to offense. You don't want to hang on to anger. You don't want to hold on to any of those things, right? Because what does the Bible say that we are to uh, focus on? What does he say? But of all of these, right, you know, um, what is true, what is lovely, what is pure, right? These things, these things are what we are 
um, to focus on, right? And see what are, I mean, let's look it up right now. Let's check it out. So what does Philippians 4, 8 say? So Philippians 4, 8 says this, meditate on these things. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good or poor, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do and the God of peace will be with you. So that's my verse for you guys today. Philippians 4, 8. And so, um, you know, one thing for me is I'm a redhead. <laughs> and so I used to have such, such a short fuse, such a hot temper. And I kind of I was like Peter, you know, I was such a, you know, fireball. And uh, the older I get, the less of the fireball that I am. But I'm telling you, I still have, I still have a little bit of it left. And so, you know, we always have to, we always have these fights. And you know the thing that I look for, we're always fighting, we're always struggling, right? The, the sin, the flesh is always fighting against the spirit. The spirit's always fighting against the flesh, you know? And I always think what the apostle Paul said, um, he, what did he say? He goes, um, I do what I don't want to do. And what I do want to do, I don't do. He goes, oh, save me from this wretched body, right? Please. And so the thing that I, I, I think about in situations like this, especially like, you know, last night when I was offended, and I was like, oh, you know, and even now, you know, I, I think about these things. When we get to heaven, we're not going to have these struggles anymore. We will be perfected in Christ. We won't have these struggles anymore. And what a what a great thing that we should all be looking forward to one day. Soon and very soon, I say we are going to see the king. We're going to go see the king. And I'm telling you, either we're going or he's coming. And I'm telling you one thing. If you're not doing your rapture practice, you better get ready. You better start doing that rapture practice. We need to literally, literally be looking up for Christ. Because he said, when all these things begin to happen, which they begun to happen, guys, he says, lift your head up high because your redemption draws near. So we know that our home going is coming very soon. We know that Christ is coming to take us out of here in the blink of an eye, in the twinkling of an eye. Boom. This mortal body is going to put on immortality, right? Oh man, this sinful, wretched body of mine Oh, is going to be changed. It's going to be changed from corruptible to incorruptible. Oh, what a day that's going to be. I know you guys are looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I am so excited about that day that's to come. But what are we to do while we wait and while we watch for Christ? We are to make disciples. We are to reach a lost and dying world. And we are to tell them about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. These people don't know. I look around this world and they are lost. They are dying. And where I'm from, I live in the Bible Belt. And like, you think it's kind of hard that ain't nobody around here that ain't heard about Jesus. Because, tell you what, you heard about Jesus where I come from. But not necessarily, not this new generation coming up. And uh, that's another thing we need to think about. Especially people on the West Coast, East Coast. Uh, they don't all ever hear about, not like we do here. You know, I'm like, didn't your grandmama ever tell you about Jesus? No, these, they're totally different culture. And totally different uh, part of the world. Immigration, all kinds of things. And so... Uh, we always got to keep that in the back of our minds and uh, how we talk to people and how we approach people. And I'm not the best way. Um, I'm not the best person. You know, once I, you know, I'm telling you, if I get offended and because our, what's our, what's your one thing when you get offended? It's to lash back out, right? Like her, you know, and so that's really, that's why you need to pray. That's why you always got to pray like, hey, you know, the Lord 
the Lord, the Lord, the Lord is what you got to pray. The Lord take care of this. The Lord handled this. You know, you pray for the spirit to give you peace, to give you understanding. Ask the Holy Spirit to, hey, how, how should I respond or should I even respond? How should I react to this? What should I do? And the Holy Spirit is going to point you to the word of God. And so that's a good thing to do. And another good thing is, like I said, you ask your brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, who have a, a strong walk. You don't want to ask a newbie that just got saved. Like, hey, newbie, what do you know? You want to ask people who have a very strong walk with the Lord, your older, wiser folks, or even younger. I've got my, my friend Chrissy. She's, um, I think, like 14, maybe years younger than me. And I'll tell you what, she has got one, oh my goodness, one wonderful walk with the Lord. She is very very wise the lord definitely has blessed her with wisdom with wisdom and i'll tell you what in charity which is love in the king james version and so um i'm very thankful for her thankful that she's in my life and i've known her for oh my goodness gracious ah <sighs> see her oldest son just turned 18 and he was three when we were neighbors all those years ago so about 16 17 years and i think he knows he'd be 19 he just turned 19 what you guys is time just flies by right so that'll tell you. Uh, and then, of course, my friend uh, Kay, she's she's my wiser friend as well. And so I always seek her counsel and wisdom. And uh, I have several other um, people that I go to and I'm very thankful for. Um, but anyway, if you guys don't have anybody like that, you need to find you a church. You got to find you a good home church. And if there's not one available in your area, uh, Athy Creek has home churches. They have churches online, and so does Pastor Billy Crone. They have home churches as well. So get involved. Um, even if you even want to just do the home church out of your home, because I'm, I'm I can tell you right now, if you're looking for a church and you can't find one in your neighborhood in your neck of the woods, as we like to say, there's going to be more people than just you in the same boat. Because there's a remnant of believers, and we are waiting for Christ to take us home. And so we know we are awake. You know, we know what's going on. Christ said these will not catch you off guard because you are to be watching and waiting. And I will tell you what's going to happen before then. So when you see these things begin to happen, hold your head up high because I'm coming to get you right so it's not like we're gonna be caught off guard like oh geez what's going on gee i have no idea why is all this stuff happening <laughs> no christ told us what would happen and all the headlines point to that guys i read you guys headlines all the time but i'm not gonna read a headline on this one okay maybe one okay <laughs> just to tell you guys what's going on ministers of righteousness the deceptive Plot to de-gender God's word. That's Dean Dwyer. I really do like Dean Dwyer. And he is over in one, two, three. Let me hear it. Queensland, Australia. Man, one of these days I want to go over there. But didn't like every deadly, poisonous, venomous animal live in Australia? And doesn't New Zealand have like no venomous, poisonous, um, mean animals? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I always thought growing up. But uh, oh, I don't know. Well, let's, let's check this article out really quick, shall we, folks? Um, anyway, I do like Dean. Man, I'll tell you what, he's always got some good good stuff, good stuff. So this is posted the 11th of March, which was yesterday. And you can find it at harbingersdaily.com, harbingersdaily.com, Mr. Dean Dwyer. So God could be referred to in non-gendered terms during Church of England services as bishops in the UK launch a major project on gender language in the spring, thereby breaking with centuries of tradition. If successful priests could stop using the male pronouns, he and 
him when referring to God in prayers. They would also be able to remove our father from the commencement of the Lord's Prayer. The Liturgical Commission, the body which prepares forms of service, has been considering this on a regular basis for the past eight years, having asked the Faith in Order Commission, which advises on theology, to work with to work with it on this matter. Perhaps they need reminding that Second Corinthians chapter eleven verses thirteen through fifteen such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ in no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So he goes on to say, one of these false apostles is the Reverend Joanna Stobart, a vicar or vicar in the diocese of Guildford in Surrey, who confirmed that many clergy wish to refer to God in non-gendered terms, particularly in prayers for prayers of forgiveness for sins. She has pleased, could the liturgical commission provide an update on these steps being taken to develop more inclusive language in our authorized liturgy? And to provide more options for those who wish to use authorized liturgy and speak of God in a non-gendered way, particularly in authorized absolutions where many of the prayers offer to God using male pronouns. In response to Reverend uh, uh, R.T., I'm not sure what that means, Reverend Michael Ipgrave, the Bishop of Litchfield, said, We have been exploring the use of gendered language in relation to God for several years in collaboration with the Faith and Order Commission. The proposal was welcomed by another group that's been campaigning for gender justice in the Church of England. Although such a radical rewriting would have to be sanctioned by all in the Church's governing body, it would undoubtedly be fiercely resisted by traditionalists who believe that no words or passages in the Bible should be altered in any way whatsoever. Women in the watch, watch, or I'm sorry, women in the church or watch who campaign for gender, ju- gender justice, equality and inclusion in the Church of England has welcomed the commencement of a project that examines more inclusive language in the church's authorized liturgy. It becomes that a theological misreading of God as exclusively male is a driver of much continuing discrimination and sexism against wisdom. I'm sorry, against women. But Sinod, member uh, Reverend Dr. Ian Paul, countered this by saying, The fact that God is called Father can't be substituted by Mother without changing meanings, nor can it be gender neutralized to parent without loss of meaning. Fathers and mothers are not interchangeable, but relate to their offspring in different ways. If the liturgical commission seeks to change this, then in an important way they will be moving the doctrine of the church away from one that's grounded in the scriptures Scottish denominations have already moved away from referring to God as he a spokesman for the Scottish Episcopal Church a branch of the Anglican uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry Anglican uh, uh, communion said the Scottish Episcopal Church has been in a gradual process of change in his liturgies over a number of years as it moves toward less gender specific language about both people and God the Church of Scotland which is Presbyterian <laughs> folks you hear these I'm I'm spilling out these um um, so-called churches, right, Presbyterian, you got Episcopalian, just listen to them, okay, just listen to what I'm, and then think, look at, look at their doctrine, you're gonna say like, ooh, I probably shouldn't be going to one of these churches, anyway, moral, I'm sorry, the Church of Scotland, which is Presbyterian, added an undertaking was given to the General Assembly in 1986, and again in 1988, Eight, so it goes all the way back to the 80s, you guys, when we were all wearing parachute pants and, you know, yeah, I'm sorry, <clears throat> a little too much info. Anyway, to use inclusive language 
wherever possible in relation to God, though not to the extent of altering scripture or changing classical text. To that end, we have theological freedom in regard to how we refer to God. Ministers are free to use the language they wish. God has no gender, and many choose to use gender-neutral language for God. However, some traditionalists say this goes too far and fear that the proposed introduction of gender-neutral language is yet another example of the church attempting to boost dwindling congregations as young people increasingly stay away. Marcus Walker, rector of the historic St. Bartholomew, the great church in London, said, I don't think we should be misgendering God. He's made perfectly clear what his preferred pronouns should be, especially in his incarnation. So perhaps we should just use them. Canon Dr. Chris Sugg and chairman of Anglican Mainstream agreed. The key point for the Church of England is the authority of Scripture. Jesus told us that when we pray the Lord's Prayer, pray ye our Father which art in heaven, Matthew 6, 9. These two statements remind us that we should remember the words in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And then in Psalm 118, 8, the verse in the very center of of the Bible and it says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Amen. Particularly in these times of deception. I always say that deception folks. It is important to focus on the unchanging word of God to see how God refers to himself rather than trust the ever-changing opinion of man. What is clear is that God has chosen to reveal himself to his creation in predominantly male terms and we should not deviate from that. Those who believe it is appropriate to describe God in feminine terms offer refers offer offer refer to passages that oh I'm sorry offer refer <laughs> I'm sorry terms offer refer to pass I think she'll say often <laughs> so let's try that again I think it's a little mis it's a little typo I think so those who believe it is appropriate to describe God in feminine terms often refer to passages that use female or maternal imagery I think that sounds a little better sorry Dean anyway for instance a woman in labor Isaiah 42 14 a nursing mother Isaiah 49 15 a comforting mother Isaiah 66 13 or a mother bearer Hosea 13 8 these passages are not there to direct people as to God's gender but are simply there to communicate truths to us about God's character through that imagery you see sometimes figurative language is used in scripture and assigns human characteristics to god in order to make it possible for us to understand him this assignment of human characteristics uh to describe god is called anthropomorphism anthropomorphism is simply a means for I've murdered that word. I'm sorry, guys. Is simply a means for God, a spiritual being, to communicate truth about his nature to humanity, physical beings. Since humanity is physical, we are limited in our understanding of those things beyond the physical realm. Therefore, anthropomorphism, I'm sorry, in scripture helps us to understand who God is. So while the Church of England is distracted with the issue, perhaps they have forgotten that many sinners are passing into a Christless eternity rather than committing time money and energy to such a ridiculous issue they should be fulfilling the great commission preaching repentance and salvation to the lost after all the redeemer came as a man didn't he yes dean he sure did mr dean dwyer 
Guys, that's what we should be doing. We need to get out there and preach to the lost. You need to tell them the good news. I tell you what, if these seeker-sensitive churches, and I'm telling you I'm going to do a, a video coming up on my YouTube, either today, later, or tomorrow, probably later on tonight, it's all about Hillsong, Joyce Meyer, Creflo, all of those folks with the truth is falling. There's a bomb that just dropped, and of course we all kind of... <laughs> figured it was already happening but it kind of links them all together and so i'm going to do um a video on that and i'd like to thank i think it's brian briggs i think his name is oh let me see here on the youtube i always like to give credit where credit is due and let me come over here let me see here do 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 i just want to give he's a cool guy i have him linked or not linked i have him listed as uh one of the um one of the um do 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 ones that i follow on my channel and so let me see if i can go over here to history oh maybe not you know sometimes sometimes you can and sometimes you can't do i go to me here we go here we go oh, i'll tell you brylan riggs brylan riggs oh sorry about that mr brylan anyway you guys want to go check him out it's called insane new hill song allegations and so you want to go check him out. Um, he did an outstanding video and um, about all that good stuff. And, of course, I've got some things that I want to add to it. And so I'll be doing a video as well. And so, anyway, a uh, big, huge shout-out to him for bringing that to my attention. Um, if you guys follow him, and if not, definitely get out there and follow him. He's a really good guy. Um, I like to uh, watch his videos. So, anyway, with that, guys, I'm going to get out of here. And I uh, just kind of want to throw you some stuff up with some struggles that I'm having. And uh, I know if I'm having struggles, I know some other folks are probably struggling in the same area. And so um, I just kind of want to give you guys, you know, just a little bit of uh, a little bit of what I learned, you know, through scripture today, through speaking with wise counsel and through prayer. And so anyway, if you guys got something to add or if I was wrong, hey, shoot me an email, Heather at Bible Prophecy uh, for today dot com. And I'll be sure to grab that. I mean, if not, you can go to the website and you can send me a message from my website, Bible Prophecy, the number four, today.com. And you can go to contact and boom, uh, you can send me an email um, from there as well and I'll get it. And I always love to hear from you guys. I really do. Um, especially if you guys have um, better ways, uh, you know, to to handle offense or if you got things that you say, hey, Heather, that's wrong. Or, hey, won't you try this? Like, whatever. You know, whatever the Lord lays on your heart. Or, hey, whatever. Please shoot me an email. Let me know. Um, I would love to learn more and I would learn, love to know how to handle that more. So in the future that, you know, that's what we are. We're supposed to strive to be like Christ every day, to be more and more like Christ. And so that's my, that's my goal, you guys. And sometimes you just have to cut away, you know, from, from folks that, you know, that, uh, bring you down or very negative or like whatever. You don't have to stay in that. Hey, you know, do a clean break. You know, love them anyway, but do a clean break and just focus on your walk with the Lord. And so with that, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Oh, yeah. I cut this thing short. Look at this. 35 minutes, you guys. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Soon to be 35. By the time I shut up, it'll be 35 minutes. <laughs> okay, guys. So with that, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, may God bless each and every one of you. And may He give you boldness to speak His name during this time of uh, uncertainty, during this time of when the world is mocking Christians, hating Christians, killing Christians. Christians, may he give you boldness, the Holy Spirit fill you with joy in the Lord Jesus Christ and give you the words to say during these trying times to reach the lost 
to reach a suffering, godless world. May the Holy Spirit shine bright through you. That's my prayer for you and for me. May the Lord use us however he may use us. May we give him the Holy Spirit opportunity to use us. Father God, we thank you for everything that you've done for us. We thank you for your word, your wisdom. We thank you for the people that you put in our lives, not only to challenge us, but to also encourage us and to love on us and to just, you know, maybe just continue to meet with our fellow brothers and sisters because it says, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves. And, uh, you know, may we just continue to meet in the house of the Lord to worship you, Father God, and to give you all praise and glory for you deserve all praise and glory. Nobody else does. And so all glory to you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God, for never leaving us nor forsaking us. And Lord God, we just ask that if there's any offense in us, if there's any sin in us, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would bring it to remembrance, Lord, so that we may acknowledge that sin, confess that sin to you, Lord, and repent of that sin, and so that we could restore our right relationship with you. And so, Father, if there's any sin in us, Lord, I ask that the Holy Spirit would point that out and so that we may confess it and repent it, repent of it. And we thank you, Lord, so much for loving us and for never leaving us. Thank you so much. And I ask you all these things, Father God, in Jesus' name, amen.